Hello, wonderful people. Welcome to another unapologetic episode of Unapologetic Divas. Yes, welcome to Women's History Month. And I will be so honest with you ladies. I have been picking out just extra girl things, just girl empowerment, female empowerment of just, yes, we need to mention these women more just identifying women that you know I aspire to be more like and just it's it's all about the woman for this this month and I feel like you know we get to explore journeys of women on our show so let me let me not go too too far and um let people introduce themselves I see Miss Deanna has some had some technical difficulties um it is Sunday after daylight savings time so I, I shall let y'all there she's back. Woo-woo. All right, so I will let y'all say hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. So um this episode I feel is going to I feel like shed some light on things that we may not necessarily always want to look at, but I think in the realm of empowerment, it's best to be enlightened um, and knowledgeable in order to do this empowerment. And so um, I think today's discussion is going to get a little deep, you guys. What do you think? Probably, yes. Yeah, definitely. So is there anyone that wants to start us off because I mean I I definitely can because I, I have been giving this a lot of thought since the, the lovely and wonderful Rana had brought up um, this this topic in itself and of course this whole month is going to be um, both of our podcasts for this month are going to be relationally to this but does anybody have an intro that or some some part of this that they want to bring up um, I would like to Um, start off by saying that we belong in this world as well Um, and what we should feel safe and Mm -hmm. protected and just able to go and do whatever we want wearing whatever we want at any time that we want um, I feel like this shouldn't really have to be said, but at this point, and it is 2021, we are still having to fight for our ability to have the freedom that men have and have always had. Um, because no matter what happens, if there's anything that happens to us, one, nobody believes us. And they shut us down. And then when we come forward years and years later, well, why didn't you come out sooner with it? You know, and also if we have, you know, concerns about men or other people in our lives in general, I feel like we should be heard before it's too late because in a lot of the cases, it is too late. By the time, you know, law enforcement or family members or whatever believe women coming forward. Mm-hmm. And um, really, we have so many people, so many women in this world um, that have gone missing, that have been murdered, that have been disposed of, and yet they still can't find themselves because it's too late for them but when other women fight for them then we become known as the feminazis and oh well if you didn't wear this or if you didn't do this or if you didn't walk like this or talk like this or 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 you shouldn't have been out this late you shouldn't have been drinking too much and it's like how come whenever something awful happens to women it's the woman's fault even though it's the man that does these awful and heinous things. Why are women being prosecuted for 
being victims when the actual killers and rapists and catcallers and whatever they are, why are they not being held to that same standard? No, if, if a man comes forward and says, you know, I've been assaulted or sexually, you know, raped or whatever the case may be, how come they don't ask him what was he wearing? It happens all the time, all the time. But, you know, it's also so taboo for, for men to talk about sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because why do they feel do they feel like this is only like a woman's topic and then it's never okay to talk about that? And why is it that even when we do come forward and we are, you know, and, and God, how awful is it for somebody to have just gone through a traumatizing and awful sexual experience? Mm-hmm. For them to have to relive that a thousand more times, go get probed and prodded by physicians and nurses and, and, and only for that rape test kit to sit in a precinct for years and never, nobody ever sees the, sees the result of it. So women don't come forward anymore. They just talk about it to other women and it's sad sometimes women themselves say well what were you wearing well why does it matter Mm -hmm. you know we're not we're animals but we are intelligent animals we should be able to control our urges we should be able to just say hey look this is not okay and for for men that come out and say well not every man okay not every man but where are the good men that are putting the other men that they know in their places why doesn't why don't men teach other men better things why don't men teach their kids better things why is it that when a boy loses his virginity his dad says hell yeah good job and when, when a woman does it, does it all of a sudden she's a hell why why is this double standard happening in 2021 why are we still having to have these ridiculously old conversations and why are women still being harassed going missing and getting murdered for simply saying no it well, is- i mean i think we i think we know the answer to that that it's it's systemic as it is you know and it's it's been ingrained um in the culture that we live in that this has always been therefore there's really not been the proper challenge to it I mean I think that there are you know some advancements now that have come with technology as far as you know being able to prosecute you know um uh rape rapists but um the stigma behind a person actually again like you said having to rehash everything that they went through um that alone takes such conviction and such strength of character to do because the first person the first thing that anyone would ask themselves is what did i do to deserve this and replays it already in their own mind thinking that they did something wrong so already they're there in their own mind and then you have the outside entities of this world just saying okay well what did you do wrong to create this situation so um yeah there's really there's there's not a lot of incentive to actually step up and say be vulnerable and yet in that level of strength and say yes this happened to me i mean there's just there's just it's not there anymore and you know that brings us to another topic that it, it needs to be talked about is this also is included in the fact that whenever a woman chooses to have a certain type of non-conventional uh, career or jo- as a job and she goes missing or she becomes a victim of sexual assault or rape or whatever it may be she's not looked at as a person she is not looked at as somebody somebody 
she is just looked at as again a woman a hoe who shouldn't be doing what she was doing but these women are going missing in 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 alarmingly high rates and a lot of these women are native women a lot of these women are black women a lot of these women are hispanic women and we don't you don't hear about these things because they choose sex work as a way to make a living, as a way to feed their children, to feed their families. But we're, we don't hear about them because they are less than. They are that part of the community that nobody wants to talk about. They're part of, of, of societal pressures that these women had to have in order to actually go do to, to survive, to, to raise their kids. And when these women go missing, nobody bats an eye because you know what? She knew what she was getting herself into. She should have known better. Mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever something like this happens, well, she, she should have known better. Okay, that's fine. She probably does know better, but this was a way for her to provide because she... Because let's let's face it, it is hard out here for moms, and nobody talks about it. But they don't look for these women either, because again, they're less than. They are part of the population that nobody bats an eye when something happens to them. There was there was a, a huge story in 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 Canada actually where. Um, a part of Canada had the biggest population of sex workers that were children mm-hmm. 16, 15, 17 year olds that have literally had to sell their bodies because that's the only way they could survive and these girls because let's just face it that's what, what they are they're girls they were going missing and nobody batted an eye and so when they reported them missing the police all they could say well she ran away well, why would she run away? She comes home every day. Why today? And mm-hmm. it turns out there was a serial killer that was literally taking these girls, kidnapping them, killing them, and, and throwing them away. And nobody could ever find them because they were thrown. And this is like really, really awful. They were thrown in pieces. Nobody would find them. In some cases, oh, they were burnt to a crisp. There was literally nothing there, you couldn't even know who they were. And why are we not talking about these women, these girls? Why are we not having these conversations out loud? Because even I, I've heard it a thousand times by other women that say, well, you know, she chose this life. Nobody chooses this life because it's easy. And even if you you chose if if you chose a, a different path, why is nobody? If you're going through something awful, why is nobody helping you? You like yeah, you you might know some of what you're going through, but why wouldn't anybody help? Well, I mean, and I think part of I think a part of it is nobody's talking about it because, um, especially, I feel like it's so heavy. Of, of, a, of a topic for real because we can't even allow victims to be victims but you know who who do not you know work anywhere that don't you know we can't allow victims to to own their story without picking it apart as to why it happened to them and the, how they caused it much less to add on the layer of potentially being you know a, a sex worker or in that industry, because then that's an added level of, oh, well, you brought this on yourself. So it's 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 so many levels of, of, of guilt and pressure. And I mean, most most women, when they're assaulted, I'll be honest, there I, I, I know many that do not say anything and will not say anything um, just out of embarrassment, out of what did they do to deserve this? Like it's, it's all internalized and they don't want to be shamed. So when then you add this level of, okay, this, this woman has to go out on the street or, you know, has, has chosen, you know, her profession because it's the way that she 
Um, it may not have been necessarily been her choice, but she found her way to having this sex worker job. Um, it's a job, the only way that she can provide for her family. Yeah, that they're if they're not giving sympathy for for victims, added levels of anything onto that victimization is just giving the people the cop out to not talk about it. Right. Right. But in, in the same thing, like we have to really look at not just society, but but fa- familial connections in in very specific ways because there are so many people that bring around um, non-familiar or sometimes familiar people and they just kind of watch things unfold and don't bat an eye. Like they don't see that there are really strong signs of, hey, maybe maybe this is not a safe person to have around your child. Right. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I see it so much and and it, it, it's kind of shocking to me because I'm like, did nobody hear this comment this person just made? Did nobody bat an eye? Well, oh, he's been in our family for, for years. Okay, and? Mm-hmm. Just because yeah, you've, you've known this person. How well do you really know someone? Maybe, maybe they've always had a really terrible motive. Or maybe this is something that they are just now going to act on. You never truly know someone. So to the parents, please believe your children. If so, if your child does not like somebody in your family or your close friend circle or, 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 it is for a reason. Children are naturally trusting children. Like, they are naturally trusting. You cannot you cannot ignore the signs if a child does not like this person and do not force your children to hug adults or to kiss or or like this is so important because you never know where this awful thing can come from and i'm not i'm i'm not a parent so i don't i might not understand 100 percent how hard it is to be a parent because you know people need some time away from children and and that's another thing that needs to be talked about but at the same time please watch the signs Mm -hmm. and don't let your kids be with whoever don't just your Mm -hmm. kids with whoever you have to see the signs you have to pay attention and believe and, and Ron, I, I just want to, I just want to say real quick. I, I feel like you know, when, okay, so I'm about to fuss at you. All right, um, be prepared. Um, you don't have to be a parent to have a a parenting type of attitude or to look out for right. other people. And I, I mean, I just want to go ahead and say that I feel like even though you maybe you can should consider it more of a sisterly bond but i feel like you have a parenting vibe you are looking out for the people around you so i don't think that you have to be a parent in all honesty it 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 irritates me a little bit that you say that about yourself because you're a loving giving person that wants amazingness and and well-being for the people around you and you know it wouldn't what else is there to parent i honestly wouldn't have even mentioned that comment had it not Mm -hmm. been brought to my attention like I, I have always had my friends with family members. Like, hey, are you sure you should be leaving your kid with your brand new boyfriend, with your brand new person you just brought in to your house, with mm-hmm. your brand new um, roommate, mm-hmm. your classmate, whatever? Are you sure you should? Yes. Be- well, you're not a mom. You wouldn't know. Okay, I'm not a mom. Okay, but I do know because I, <laughs> I am a person. And I see right. red freaking flags waving across the entire mm-hmm. universe. How, as a parent, do you not see that that is your baby, that is your flesh and blood? Okay, so there was their invalidating statement to you, right, right. there. Because even as a as a parent, if you, especially if you have a no, no, don't get me wrong, my my Amazonianly built, huge Hercules of a child. I am sure in one way or another could potentially take care of himself. However, 
Am I going to put him in that situation where he has to take care of himself? No, I'm not. And that is what that parent did not have the levels of. They put their needs above the potential, um, what do I say? Potential dangers involved in their child. Now, I do. I have a family member that that she had two children, and she was dating a a, a guy, and they dated for almost a year, and it came to light that this guy had an aggravated rape charge on him, and she knew about it, and she just denied it. Like she had both of her children were fairly young, and one of them was a young girl, you know. And I was like, look, why would you have your child around that? And it really boiled down to that's what she wanted or she didn't want to be alone. Whatever her personal reasons were for it, her personal reasons outweighed the potential reasoning behind keeping her children completely safe and and out of a question of situations happening. So invalidating statement. That's what that person was doing to you. I'm sorry. All right. But but here's the thing though is it's 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 a way for women because I feel like again growing up there's always something that a woman does wrong. You know, and so whenever another woman is is asking a question or trying to help in a way or even maybe hey, like she really needed some time or whatever, but why this person like you don't know this person Mm -hmm. it feels almost like an attack it does not feel like a conversation and I know I know that and I know that so I I I I know my my place you know when it comes to these conversations because again it's so important for other women to point out that I'm not a mom so therefore I don't know but here's the thing I helped raise my two sisters around children my entire life and thankfully people trust me enough to leave their kids with me but again how do you know like I'm not saying I'm a terrible person and I'm not even talking about you know anything sexually right but I'm talking about people Mm -hmm. in general leaving kids with other people how do you know that this person is safe for your child because now we're creating this like god awful like loop and like generational you know uh, pressures because oh well you know when when I was a kid my mom would leave me with with this person and that person this person so I'm going to do the same thing so it's okay nothing bad ever happened to me okay well this is not like this is nothing back then is not the same as now back then you know, it happened a lot, but really people never talked about it. No. Ever, ever, ever talked about it. And now people are finally like opening their eyes like, hey, there is something happening in this world. There, There is like on the internet where they groom children and, you know, they watch out for these things and then they can hack cameras in your homes and talk to your children. And then you have teachers which, I mean, okay, look, this has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. I don't know why people are shocked. But you have now teachers that are openly doing this. And a lot of times getting repercussions. Especially, especially when it's women. Like female teachers. And they're having sex and doing sexual things with their male students. They get a slap on the wrist. It's still sexual assault with a minor. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll be honest. I feel, okay. I'm just going to tell y'all a little story just because right about here is where I, I feel the, the need to say it. Um, I, I had a, a, I guess it was a, my son had a student teacher that was, you know, in his classroom and she was a very nice young lady. Um, she was very sweet. Um, I'd only encountered her twice. Um, he was in the third grade. Okay. So he was a young and at the end of the year when she, you know, her student teaching was over, she gave the students like a picture of her so that they would remember her. And I felt like, Oh, that's kind of sweet until I saw the picture. And I was offended by the picture because the picture is basically her, 
showing her butt and just like looking over her shoulder at the camera and I'm like um this might have been cute for your you know high school senior situation but giving third graders a a good view of your ass is just not really I I I was a little mortified by it I'm like um uh, choices that is awful that is so awful I mean and like I said she she may not have even realized you know what she was doing she just thought this was a cute picture there there there, there's a somebody should have taken her to the side and said look this may you may want to rethink this choice (laughs) yeah just Just look I'm sorry she reached she knew exactly what she was doing as, look to third as, graders, right to third graders she's in she's a high school student she knew she knew what she was doing and this is again we we are you you kind of you kind of came off that way a little bit Samoa a little bit um forgiving too forgiving because yeah. let's 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 flip this yeah. a little bit okay had had your son been yeah. a, a a little girl in third in third grade and a 17, 18 year old boy gave her a picture that's inappropriate. Yeah. How would you have handled that? Yes. I, well, I probably would have been up at the school. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, and they'd have been following security. That's what I'm saying so. is that there are so many little things that happen and we overlook them because, oh, well, I'm sure it's not that. Or, oh, I'm sure they didn't mean it like that. Most of the time, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time, people are very aware of their actions. They know what they're doing. And if and if it was an honest mistake, she would have brought that to the attention of the people. Right? So let's just, let's just be clear here. People know what they're doing. People aren't, like, they don't just wake up one day and say, well... I am just not going to remember anything I'm doing today and just go and do it, you know, unless people have like amnesia or, you know, are like Dory from Finding Nemo. That's a different story, but (laughs) Dory, but whenever, whenever these things start, it starts off by little tiny things that people overlook. And next thing you know, this person is brave. And they know that they can get away with certain things just as long as they don't push that line, you know, but they, but they're treading on that line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's so important for people to start noticing these behaviors because this is, if the person that you saw did something inappropriate, it needs to be stopped right then and there. And I understand, I, I, I am jaded though. I don't like giving people the benefit of the doubt whenever they start doing really suspicious shit because I, I don't have, I don't have a trust in people. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody starts doing something like this, my alarms are going off. Like, no, no, no. You know what you were doing. This was not a mistake because a mistake would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. I bumped into you. And then you stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you mm-hmm. constantly go do something, a mistake is like, oh, I took that picture. I'm going to delete it. But it's not a mistake for you to take a picture and think about, hey, who do I send this to? And then go online and then type in the name and, 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 and then boom, you sent it. You know what I mean? This is kind of like, yeah, this is not one mistake now. Now it's you've done this like a huge amount of steps in order for you to actually get to the to the problem. Oh my goodness. All right, let me let me uh, let uh, Deanna and April join jump in real quick because uh, I know I know we can all get going on on this somewhat, but you know I know I run my mouth a little much. So, ladies, forum for you. I mean, it, it's it comes down to a lot of you know. It is making those people aware that people are paying attention. Um, We, as a society, do tend to overlook the small things. And then when it thing, it's like, oh, well, this person was doing this and this and this, and nobody ever said anything. And it's like, well, that's because we're kind of trained to ignore, oh, well, that was just one time, or that was just one thing. And then 
and when it comes becomes a big thing there somebody says oh well there was all this going on and it's like okay so that means we need to you know start saying something you know in the situations and and bring it up and but we don't because it's uncomfortable and I think that's something that everyone struggles with is we don't like being uncomfortable we don't like stepping out of our comfort zone or addressing things that cause discomfort but it needs to happen um and it's hard you know it's hard and I've I've watched you know people in my life things have happened that they you know shouldn't have and it was all those little things you know along the way and people were looking back going oh that's um well this happened when when I was this age with this person or what you know just you know I've seen that I've talked to people um yeah like, oh, that makes okay. Sense so we that's what they up. meant by ever. But told not to say anything. They just wanted to kind of push it away and be like, "Oh, that was a one-time thing or whatever." And then you realize, you know, oh, now that's why. But somebody then somebody's hurt, somebody's damaged, somebody's traumatized. So I think we as a society and as you know just people we just need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and having those uncomfortable conversations and making people aware we're watching we're aware you know yeah yeah Diana you got anything a little bit of course I'm sorry I missed some of the conversation with my technical difficulties but I think um kind of just to add a little bit to what you guys have already said I also think it's important to, to trust your gut um, I'm a strong believer that it's better to be like safe and slightly paranoid than having regrets later so even if you don't necessarily have quote unquote proof that this person's a creeper um, or even if you know obviously I'm not expecting us to like run background checks on every person that we encounter but I just think especially as women like we tend to have pretty good instincts and I think it's important to just trust your gut. And if there's something inside of you that says something's not right, something's uncomfortable, I'm getting, you know, the heebie-jeebies or the creepy crawlies, <laughs> then just trust your gut and follow your instinct. Yes. I, I agree with that, too. And I think, again, we we as women, we end up trying to be too mm-hmm. polite. You know, when we're uncomfortable... We just we 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 silence those those uncomfortable feelings. Now, um, all right. So uh, this ties right into you know our discussion. But like, um, at a previous job where I worked, um, a young lady was put out of school because of of failing grades and failing and and non attendance and and whatnot. What what it turns out the issue was overall is that the woman had been halfway through the semester, she had been uh, physically assaulted and sexually assaulted and stopped attending. I say that and it's said so lightly, okay? Because she had to submit what's called an appeal in order to come back to school. In her appeal, she gave all this documentation and I actually got to talk to her one-on-one. Um, which is a rare thing about appeals. It's 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 not really done in person. However, since I took her appeal, she wanted to make sure that all the information um, was there and was accurately um, telling her story. What happened is a guy that she um, was friends with, he had wanted to be more than friends. She was very clear that she was not trying to date anyone while going to school and trying to raise her daughter. Her daughter was two. Um, they would hang out from time to time um, and she insisted it was nothing more than friends and then one day they had you know gone out for the evening gone drinking whatever and he came on to her a little too strong and she told him no and he took her to a back alley where he beat her up he raped her and then he slit her throat and left her for dead and 
and she lifted her neck and showed me the scar mm. across her neck. And that is why the attendance and that is why the um, the grades dropped because she actually attempted to come back the following semester when she had been so assaulted on multiple levels by mm. and in a in any case it leads right to that thought of you know what you don't have to say if you are uncomfortable say something you trust your gut instinct because when she went out with him that evening she said that he was acting out of character and she probably should not have you know again hindsight mm-hmm. being 2020 but rather than staying with him in the car and letting her him bring her quote unquote home which obviously he did not do um trusting how you feel in the moment and 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 damn being courteous damn being polite your safety your life is is worth so much more than momentarily I don't know, insulting someone. So I just, I just wanted to state that because I feel like we almost apologize for the even thinking about saying something or doing something mm-hmm. impolite. <clears throat> One out of four women is sexually assaulted. One out of four. So really, amongst us four ladies, guess what? There's at least one of us in here, potentially more than one of us, that has been sexually assaulted. And it's 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 scary. It's so scary. Um, you know, I, it's, oh, sorry, if I go. No, it's okay. Um, it's just something my, a friend of mine had commented on. Um, they were we were having a conversation, and there had been a survey that had gone out that she responded to and she was talking about it and it said um what if there were no men for 24 hours what would you do and they had all these these uh women respond you know and so many of them said things like I would go out at night and not have to carry a weapon or pepper spray I could go out and run at night was my friend's response because she used to do that um you know just different things like that and it's just it was interesting to me because it was mundane things it wasn't anything super special or you know out of this it was just like being able to walk out my door without feeling afraid was a lot of the you know conversations and it's like that was interesting to to hear her say that and also there was a comment um, on a thread there that somebody posted on the thing that it was a gay man was saying you know he's talking about I have never he had to be you know I'm responsible for my own self I'm responsible for my sexuality I have you know been in rooms with men where they were completely naked and I'm resp- I was responsible for my reaction to that no one else was I have never mm-hmm. you know gone after another guy because of the way he was dressed or anything and, you know it was just making that comments like the same things that everyone argues about oh the way they were dressed the way they you know they were saying they were really saying yes when they said mm-hmm. no you know all these things and he just commented on he's like as a gay man I've never I'm responsible for myself even though I'm attracted to these men. And it was the same kind of argument where people were saying, you know, well, the men, they couldn't help it. He's like, I can help it. So can I. You know, it was just those two things really kind of ha- got me thinking when we were, you know, talking about the topic for this, this the podcast this month. And uh, it's just, it's funny because it's like why everybody's responsible for themselves. I, I think I um, I saw that um, post that you were talking about, April, because yeah. I was reading that and I, I, I had that like, that like insane amount of like sadness mm-hmm. because it really is so hard to just be like, you know what, I feel like going for a walk right now mm-hmm. and you can't, as a woman, you cannot 
do that at all because then god forbid anything remotely anything bad happens you are to blame whether you make it alive or not you are to blame you are to blame for your and somebody else's actions Mm -hmm. you are to blame that this person could not control themselves because of what you as a woman was wearing or what you said or what you did or what perfume you had on or what kind of heels you had on because you know they dissect that to death mm-hmm. but they if had they had these people spent a quarter of the amount of attention to detail that they do for women what they were wearing what where they were what they were doing how much they had to drink on the actual perpetrator this conversation would not be had as many times as it's being had right now Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you guys how many times I've had to run to the store but I chose not to because you know what I don't want to go by myself Mo's not home right now and it's so crazy because literally it would be for like three things that I needed to like meal prep or cook or something or fuck something as, as simple as a snack. I want this specific snack and I didn't have it, but I know I can't go get it. Same thing with coming home at my old job. I would have to, you know, leave work sometimes at eight something. And I wouldn't stop for gas because God knows what would be at the gas station. So I would have to drive with my car to make it home. And then the next day I would go get gas. Or I would come all the way home and then Mo and I would go to the gas station to get gas. Because it, this is not our world. This is not... We, it, They make us feel like we don't belong here. And I truly feel like that is their... That is their mentality is, well, you know, you don't like it. You don't need to be here. You can go somewhere else. Because this is this is the way it's always been. And now that women are standing up for themselves, now that women are carrying, um, you know, something as simple as a, a pepper spray or, you know, one of those keychains that have the, um, I don't even know what it's called. They're like cat ears things on your keychain and you just like, mm-hmm. you know, stab somebody basically. All of a sudden, if something like this was to happen, you know, like assault or whatever and the woman feels like she is being unsafe she gets reprimanded for assault on the man who was gonna assault her how does that make sense how is that okay as as self-defense and then i got a message yesterday from my best friend saying that now there's this thing that you can do on your phone if you uh, click the power button three times or five times or something like that your phone will record front facing camera and back facing camera for like 10 seconds what's happening and then end a voice note and then they'll send it to your three emergency co- why are we doing all that mm-hmm. like I get why we're doing that but why are we here for this why do we have to do that I don't know. And by the way, those little ears thing that you're talking about, they're only eight dollars. Yeah, I got one. Ladies know. But mine, mine looks like <laughs> yeah. mine looks like you one of those things. The Ouija board, you know. But mm-hmm. okay. But I mean, but but you're right. We do have all these things for safety. Like legit, I saw um uh you know it was a comb. Yeah, the, the handle comes out and it's a knife. Look, I saw do some serious lipstick. damage. Yeah, to stick, somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this, is this really? Keys. They have a key that comes out as a switch. Yeah, and you know what? Like, Let me ask you something. Let's go around asking men if they've ever had to look or purchase something like this for themselves. No. The answer is going to be no. Yeah, a resounding. Yeah. Like, the fact that, like, I, I, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, oh, my God, look at this thing. This woman literally makes these things at home and sells them because she's been through something awful. And I can't remember who it was, but they were like, damn, that's a thing? Yes, it's a thing. 
Oh. It's a thing for women because we apparently can't do anything without having to worry. The other day I was reading a story, okay, where now they look for black girls with braids. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but they look for black girls with braided hair because they can pass like make like choke them with their own fucking braids. What the hell? And how what? they put them under and take them. Kidnapping. That's literally what they're doing now. Ugh. Is that insane that literally they're using black women's hair against them? So there's now trends yes. for sex trafficking yes. victims. Like yes. to seek out it victims. Look for that. Just like oh, if you're alone and you're walking down the street and you have your hair in a ponytail, that's an easier way for a man to grab you mm. by your hair. And by that you can't you can't really turn around and see them. So one, that's like a plus for them. And by the time you actually realize somebody's grabbed you, it's too late. You can't, you can't really get out of it. Not really. And then you, like, they will pull your hair down that we are looking up. So you can't go into your purse to grab whatever it is that you need. It's very calculated. They're using women's things against them. Mm -hmm. Just like you're not supposed to be on your phone when you're out walking at the store or wherever, Mm -hmm. because that's a distraction. You need to have your eyes on 24 seven. What? What if, like, you know, I'm looking at my list of things that I want to buy, and all of a sudden, boom. Mm-hmm. It's so insane to me that this is something that we have to even talk about. And then, you know, people get away with it. You know, like a few years ago, when that I'm not even going to say his name because fuck that guy. He got a slap on the wrist for raping an unconscious woman in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because it may ruin yeah. his, his oh. future. Not ruin this young oh. woman's life. Mm. I'm like, you know what? You know what? The the judge deserves to be in jail with that guy. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we? Yes. And you know, here's another. Absolutely. Here's another thing. Why are we letting men decide on what the punishment is for a man? who assaulted a woman why are we doing that why don't we let the woman decide what the punishment should be exactly this woman literally lives in fear because she knows that that man knows where she is and it's so easy for somebody to look up another person now well I mean it's it's not even just that the thing uh, that he might do something to her any future relationship that she has is going to be affected by this instant just just the 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 moment that he made the decision to rape her to take advantage of her he he hurt so many things not just physically but her her emotionally her, her just her, psychologically she's gonna doubt everybody she's gonna doubt people relationships are just not gonna be an easy thing for her to mm-hmm. even attempt and you know for a will long, never long be the like, same no. she is forever yes. changed by his action like he he is out probably living his best life right now oh with not a thought in his mind mm-hmm. but this girl no what did he get like four months no I think it was like 30 or 60 days or something and then he got out early yeah yeah oh my god so no this is like I know we're really far into this now but we, we need to have these conversations men you need to hold men accountable mm-hmm. if you see your best bud saying stupid shit doing stupid shit please please say something mm-hmm. beat his ass something my god literally yeah, just, cock just, just, just smack cock him upside the head time. she already said no mm-hmm. bro like you don't need to go any further she said no 
This is not like, oh, I'm playing hard to... She said no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, I also want to... While, yes, we need to have some serious, like, in-your-face conversations with, with men, we need to have some serious heart-to-heart moments with women. It is okay to say no. It is okay to make them feel uncomfortable where, you know what? I don't really feel comfortable with this conversation I don't feel comfortable going in this car with you I don't feel comfortable you are allowed to have a voice and 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 damn if it's gonna make somebody else uncomfortable I really feel like women don't do that like we have this I, I don't even know her name but this young lady on TV that you know the the, the mayor of New York whatever has sexually harassed all these women I have I do not know all of the information let me put it all out there. I'm not making judgments on any of these women, but the one woman that I have seen on TV in her interview to say that the that he had conversations with her about, you know, if she likes um, if she likes older men, if she has a boyfriend, does she have a problem with intimacy? Does she have? What point did you say? Um, excuse me, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I am very uncomfortable with this conversation. Women need to feel enabled empowered to sit not 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 to report to the daily news because now we're here no in the moment you are a person of value a person of worth and your feelings matter if you are uncomfortable so tell tell somebody so as much as i agree with you there are so many things that these big Mm -hmm. shots do and I'm, and I'm not just talking about this specific person. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. talking in general, like a boss or a CEO or a company mm-hmm. or, or, or that, that they can mm-hmm. make somebody's life a living hell. He could have really, right. Yeah. But the they power could thing. blacklist mm-hmm. this person from ever working ever again in that city. Mm-hmm. Or they can fire them. Where this woman has now no job and maybe not enough savings to be able to actually look for a job comfortably or now great. She has to look and, and find a, a job until she actually finds a job. So as much as I agree with you, a lot of women are not, are not, they, they're not confident to be able to say, you know what, you have crossed the line. I'm going to report you. This happens in the mm-hmm. military all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we, we know, that, right? Because oh. we've heard it. I I cannot tell you guys mm-hmm. how many stories I've seen online. And now this woman, I just saw her video the other day where she went and reported this guy that assaulted her to his boss or her boss or something. And then that boss assaulted her in the military and then she had to go and watch these two men not get a slap on the wrist they got honorably discharged how do you get honorably discharged but you can that means that you can rejoin in a year or two and do this again and god knows how many other women have done this and they didn't they didn't take them seriously there are so many awful repercussions that happen from a woman speaking up about a powerful man or a, not even a powerful man, just a man. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I just, I don't want that. I, I would like to see a place where we can have a trend where something changes, where, where a change can occur. And the only change that I feel like is first and foremost is to empower our fellow women that they have a voice and that their voice matters. You know, who even, you know, this is an uncomfortable conversation saying it. And I understand the power thing. And then if he just keeps going, oh, all right, you know where you stand with that. Then don't push those buttons, but then tell somebody else to, you know, like she did like what had a text message with her friend or she told human resources, something like that. But just in that moment, I feel like women shouldn't have to cower. And, and just to know that, that you are worthy, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's such a systemic situation. I don't know how else to start with such a huge, huge thing. 
than to start there. That's the only thing I can feel like because we're just, we're, we're painted into this corner of, are we waiting for the justice system to help us with this? It's been made very, very clear Right. That they're not helping because us the with system this at is all. not made for us. The system is not made to help women, black people, or people of color. It is not made for that. Mm-hmm. How many how many times is a woman going to get into these god awful like you know abusive relationships? Report the man that over and over and over again only for the man to go back out on bail and come and kill her. It has happened too many times for us to count. And and again, it's so God, I don't I hate saying this word, but it's normal. It doesn't even phase most people because well, you know, it just it happens a lot. Like, okay, yes, but is there not something wrong with this picture? Should we not do something better? Should we not try harder? as a society as 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 people you know and and there i read a study that's like whenever a woman is in a um abusive relationship it takes i think seven times before she actually leaves the abuser seven times before she actually leaves the abuser because there is no support system for abused women there's not really a support system for that type of thing because again the system was not made for us and it's it's awful to say that it's not but i will say this just like just like samala said you have to be rude you have to be rude sometimes if 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 you're out and about and somebody is bugging you just just be rude it's okay to be rude I listened to this podcast and it wanted three things. Be rude, be weird, be alive. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So be weird and be rude. Say rude things. Get them away from you. Men don't necessarily, you know, especially people like that, don't necessarily like when a woman is outspoken or she puts her foot down because that's, they're not gonna really get a lot of power. And don't just walk away. Make sure you take a picture or a note or something. Make a note of some sort if there's like a weird scar or a tattoo or something, because this could help somebody somewhere. If there's somebody that's being super suspicious out in the parking lot or something like that, make a note. Make a note of it. You never know who this can help. Yes. Well, ladies, it looks like we're getting close to our hour. Anybody have any any final words? The final words? That's words? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? No. You know what? No, I need to be corrected when I need to be so corrected. So I was like, is nobody going to say anything I'm, I'm about that hush. comment? Just uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> we know Ron will say something. You know, Deanna, we're going to let you take it now because I'm just going to hush over here. I'm just going to hush. <laughs> I was just going to say, I thought I was having like you guys were talking with, like, of course we all acknowledge that these are like societal and systemic issues, but... I think that we have to keep in mind that as women, ultimately, it's up to us to save ourselves. And so I'm saying that in the sense of we also have to support each other. So when your sister comes to you saying that, like, my boss is harassing me or, you know, I'm in an uncomfortable situation or, you know, going back to your example about the woman who's in an abusive relationship, like, we have to save ourselves. We have to be supportive of one another. We have to believe one another. And we have to intervene when we need to because we cannot as much as we would like to ultimately you know we have example after example after example that we cannot depends on our men to save us so we have to save each other yes I love that yeah I think it's just you know again having the uncomfortable patients I keep going back to that but that's really what it's going to come down to 
because like you said we we try to be too polite and we try to be nice and it's gotten you know if it's going to continue the way it's continued and it again like Rana said it's 2021 we're going to have to get you know uncomfortable and make it just be like hey you know what I know we don't like this I know it's hard for everybody but if we get if this is the way it's going to be then we've got to have these conversations because we can't this is how it's always been that's that's a I hate that I hate that phrase <laughs> so much and there's so many times that that's not an answer anymore. so many situations to say it's always been like this well let's not have it like this anymore let's make that change let's be that change <laughs> exclamation point that let's be that change absolutely all right miss rana um just any parting kids, words and put people in their place whether it's your friend whether it's your brother whether it's your dad please say something if you see something say something yes that applies here too yep. indeed amen ladies Hello. All right. So thank you to everyone that's been listening. Thank you to my wonderful co-hosts. I love you all so, so much. You're such a blessing in my life. Um, We will be back, I guess, in a couple of weeks with our our next episode of the Unapologetic Divas. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye